All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of We Create Music. I am your host, B. Vaughn, and today we have an extraordinary guest, producer, artist. I mean, you do a whole bunch of producer, engineer, engineer, like Lenny Luxo, y'all. This guy does everything. Say what's up to everybody. It's good, everybody. It's really honored to be here. Um, grateful for you having me in your studio today. Um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to just chopping it up and just kind of letting the people know, letting my fans, those that support me, uh, those that continue to just learn about me, uh, just kind of familiarize themselves with who I am and, and all that I actually do. So. That's right. So we got to dap it up because it'd be the first yeah. one that if we didn't dap it up, then that's right. I'm breaking tradition. That's right. Can't that's right. Tradition. So if you wouldn't mind starting us off, just talk about how you got started. Yeah, absolutely. So music, uh, I feel like a lot of people always say it's always been something that's been a part of them. I feel like when you decide to be... Uh, producer, engineer, artist, mm-hmm. anything you want to do. Um, there's always like that, that fire that kind of burns inside of me, you know? And, uh, for me, um, some of my biggest influences growing up have always been just, uh, like my grandparents, my, okay. my grandfather just always exposed me to like a plethora of music. Um, he listened to everybody from Jimi Hendrix to the Supremes. So it was always showing mm-hmm. me just, just different people. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the, the Latin influences with Carlos Santana, um, Celia Cruz, all those people. Mm-hmm. And I was just always amazed at how different cultures have a different sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and just how things just kind of, they different cultures rock differently, you know, and they have a different groove. And I, I've always been taught to just embrace that. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's what kind of started my, my curiosity, if you will. Uh, moving from that, I always knew, or always been just really intrigued by the production like the actual the beats the drums um melodies things like that uh, i wouldn't say i was necessarily a great singer I, mm-hmm. I think part of knowing where to find your lane in music is mm-hmm. knowing your strengths and being honest with yourself mm-hmm. uh, but for me definitely music production has always been the one thing i was like if i can help feed somebody else's soul and like just make them sound awesome then i feel like i'm winning mm-hmm. um, can't go wrong with that I would say probably my earliest instances of dabbling with that would be um, probably maybe going into college. Okay. Uh, my roommate in college had a reason, started making beats on reasons. So, hey. uh, so I'm a team logic hey. gang for those of y'all. Um, but uh, started, started on reason. Uh, my buddy showed me a couple things. And I just remember getting so lost in it mm. that, you know, you lose track of all time. Mm. Like, ten, like 10 minutes or, you know, five hours would feel like 10 minutes. Right. And uh, I knew at that point that was, I was like, this is it. Like, I forget to eat, forget to sleep, mm. forget to go to the bathroom, like all kinds of stuff. You're just so laser focused on making music. And I was like, this is it. And from there, well, it took me a few years before, you know, you save enough bread and start getting your own equipment mm. and stuff like that. Um, I would say it was after I left college, got my first job, spent pretty much all my first few paychecks on like laptop software, mm-hmm. studio monitors, all of that. And, uh, and the rest was just kind of history from there um, in terms of like the early beginnings of mm-hmm. my sound. That's what's up. Man. Yeah, man. So you're originally from Atlanta? No. So crazy. I'm originally from uh, Northern Virginia. Um, I say Northern Virginia. If you're from there, you wouldn't really call it Northern Virginia. Um, but we're about five, six months removed from there. Just moved down to Atlanta. Mm. Um, again, the music has been the, the biggest driving force getting me down here. Um, 
got a lot of stuff going on with my family as well in terms of just, um, you know, got to take care of moms, getting her down here as well. Um, but it's just been it's been a wild ride since I've been here. Like I love this city. City mm-hmm. showed me a ton of love since I've been out here, and uh, it's cool because I feel like I as for how little I've been here, the relationships I've been able to forge. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like I've known some of these people my whole life, and I've got some really strong bonds with some some guys I would really consider my brothers. To be mm-hmm. honest with you. So yeah, that's what's up in that short amount of time. In the short amount of time, man. I think. That just shows you the power of music, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I think when you're in a, it's almost like a microwave. When you're in a studio, you're forging relationships because you're you're kind of forced to be really vulnerable mm-hmm. in those settings. And uh, I feel like that, that helps create uh, an atmosphere where you can kind of speed the process where if you were outside of that setting, it would take you a while to build a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yep. Whereas, you know, when you're in a studio, you're trying to create, like, you're really putting yourself out there and... Again, yeah, those relationships mm-hmm. can really grow. That's right. Not faster. Yeah, you know, so us Virginia boys, <laughs> you know what I'm you saying? Know, that's right. You know, us Virginia boys here, there's several of, of us down here. So Mike Sick, uh, Sound Oracle, well, shoot, maybe there's only two that kind of um, know that's down here from Virginia. Kato, Kato's Virginia but, too, but he don't really. No, Kato, I mean, <laughs> he is really you know, when you come on, we'll talk about, you know, being from Virginia and stuff. <laughs> that's but, right. uh, yeah, you know, so then coming from Virginia to Atlanta and then establishing those relationships. So what were some of the first things that you did when you first got here to kind of ingrain yourself into into the music scene down here in Atlanta? Absolutely. Um, so I've done a lot of work with iStandard mm-hmm. and um, just knew when I was coming out here, I instantly was trying to figure out who was out here. Didn't really mm-hmm. have a whole lot of leads, um, but I knew the homie Sizz. And he, I think my second day here, had sent me a tweet and um, was like, hey, there's this uh, A3C event going on, like a little mixer in the city. Mm-hmm. And I just turned around and looked at my wife. I was like, hey, this is where we're here. It's our second day. I know we still got stuff in boxes, like trying to figure it out, but <laughs> this is where we're here. And I feel like I had an option actually at that point to either go out to this event or choose to just stay at home and do the responsible thing and keep on packing mm-hmm. boxes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I look back, I know that that particular instance was one of those things that was just kind of meant to happen. You know, it's like the right place, right time mm-hmm. kind of deals. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. That's when I met my uh, my homie Smart Boy mm-hmm. through that. Uh, met the, uh, the homie Anatomy through that. That's right. Uh, met so many so many guys that I was just blown away with mm-hmm. just their drive. Um, yeah, so that was like one of the first things I did to get plugged mm-hmm. in out here. Um, and then you know you just keep you just keep going and working and, and trying to figure it out from there. So yeah, yeah, there's a lot of things that can happen here in Atlanta that moves and kind of puts you on a, a fast track to building those relationships and making those connections and uh, really getting work in right. So going to to the things like the A3 Social Club and things like that. Yep, uh, I've been to several of those mm-hmm. myself, and uh, you do kind of and that's so weird. The second day here, sure, kind of that's kind of like Smart Boy. So yeah. so. Yeah, for those of you who have not seen the Smart Boy interview, right? Make sure you go back and check that out. He talks about his first day that he's in Atlanta, and the first day yeah. he goes to a B battle, <laughs> like the very first day he he drives here, and that's where he goes is to a B battle, mm-hmm. and I think he enters the B battle. Yeah, I think he wins. No, I don't think I don't know if he wins or not. But he said he talks about it in the interview, so go to, make sure you check it out. But you know that's what people need to do. They need to come hit the ground running. 
because just moving to Atlanta doesn't necessarily guarantee that you're going to be successful. Mm -hmm. right? Even though Atlanta is a very welcoming and opening city, you got to put in a lot of a lot of work. You put in a lot of a work. A lot of work. Yep. Yeah. A lot of a lot of sacrifice. A lot of time away from family. A mm -hmm. lot of late nights. Mm -hmm. um, but it's very re rewarding. You know, I think coming out here, um, just making that decision. Going back to that, like making that decision is so can seem like such a huge uh, decision to make to, to leave mm -hmm. where you're comfortable, leave family mm -hmm. and friends and, and what you've grown up knowing um, to kind of really bet on yourself and take that risk. I think that's where a lot of people stop. Like, you know, okay, I'm, I moved, I'm here now. Mm -hmm. uh, that's where I, you know, that, that's the decision I've made. But I think you got to realize that's only the first step of a much bigger mm -hmm. fish that you're trying to fry. Um, and that was, that was my mentality. I was like, as, daunting or as overwhelming as the move felt like i knew that that was for real just we were still crawling at that point you know getting here is where the work starts mm -hmm. so. and it's where the works and that's i think that's <laughs> yeah. what people don't understand is that when you get to a, a music city whether it's atlanta or nashville or la or new york or wherever it may be it's getting there and start to put the work in because once you get here you just can't sit back and be like, okay, yeah, I'm just going to wait for opportunities to come because I'm in a music city and, and I'm dope. Mm -hmm. uh, you got to put in a lot of hours and making the right connection with the, with the right people. Sure. And yeah. I, I think it comes to like not being able to, not being afraid to really invest in yourself and like really believe in, if you really believe that this is what you're meant to be doing, like mm. not being able or not being afraid to invest in yourself, whether that means sacrificing um, just time, whether that means sacrificing finances, like mm -hmm. it's not even sacrificing finances, that's investing in yourself, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I think about, you know, that was one of the first things I did when I came out here. So I met up with Smart Boy. I always bring him up because I, that's- like, Shout out to Smart Boy. Yeah, that's my, that's, Dude, that's, man, that's my- Shout out to Smart Boy. Yeah, that's my homie right there. Um, and the reason why I respect him so much is he's just a genuinely good dude, but he, he also, he tells you straight up, you know what I'm saying? Like he's a very honest guy. And I always wanted my, um, I always wanted my, uh, my sound to be really good, right? Mm -hmm. So when I first linked up with him, uh, I was like, okay, so this is what I'm working with. This is my music. What do you think? And uh, you know, just just honest. You know, come from a place of love, but mm -hmm. that's what mm -hmm. that's what you need. Like you'll find a lot of people who'll tell you you're dope all day long, right? But you need guys who are gonna help you level that's up your right. sound. And um, I know when he started explaining that to me, that's when I was like, okay, well. We need to figure out what we got to do to get these mixes right. Because mm -hmm. I know the music's there. Um, I know the ideas are there. Mm -hmm. Now it's just the quality needs to get there. Mm -hmm. And um, that's when I kind of started linking up with Amon Jackson. So, yeah, I think the big thing is uh, not being afraid to invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. um, whether that comes with sacrificing time, sacrificing money, um, and just surrounding yourself with people that you, that you know are going to make you better. You know, mm -hmm. you want to be in a room where people are going to challenge you. Uh, creatively are going to challenge you to the ends of your technical skills um, all of that I think is very important and uh, for me I knew that's when I needed to seek out somebody who was going to help me with my mix quality mm -hmm. um, and that's when I, you know, I kept hearing uh, AJ, AJ, uh, Amon Jackson mm -hmm. uh, his name popping up in different mm -hmm. different corners and circles and stuff like that and I got to a point where I was like alright like heard this guy too many times from too many people, I was like, it's worth actually, you know, just entertaining and seeking mm -hmm. it out. And um, 
around that time is when he started doing his um, sound essentials classes right and uh, I was actually part of like his first his first one and uh, we just kind of forged a deep relationship through that and it's been it's been a wild journey from mm. meeting up with him um, super generous guy if you guys have never like sat with him y'all need to yes yeah. yeah I'm telling you you're gonna learn a lot and uh, it's gonna really help help you progress in your in your mm -hmm. production but yeah I would say that that was a huge thing for me was just starting to invest in, in my sound and I noticed even with the five months of me being down here I feel like I'm a completely different producer as a result wow. of that and uh, I feel yeah as a result of that alone it, it's been able to get me into rooms that I may have not been able to get into mm -hmm. with the quality I was bringing That's in right. the beginning that's so, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's Shout right. out to AJ. AJ on the buttons. Yes. That you know is, what I'm saying? He's the homie. He's the homie. Y'all yeah. get him. Yeah. And if you haven't had a chance to check out his Sound Essentials course, I, I feel like I'm doing a commercial now for AJ. Yeah. If you haven't had a chance to check out his Sound Essentials course, it will be coming online very soon so that you're able to attend worldwide. Yeah. 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 We just had the privilege of of you know filming his last sound essentials mm -hmm. course yeah. um, down at um, Salem Psalm so that was I just wanted to be a part of that because I know yeah. I, I, I know AJ and I know his amazing work and his humility and his quality that he brings to the table so and you felt the energy in the room it oh man the, that the vibes you right. could tell were just it's very homey like mm -hmm. it was very the the group of creators in that room was yeah, it was kind of surreal when you think about it, like just the talent that was there, but also the energy that they bring, the vibes yeah. that in that room were great that day. Yeah, it's hard to recreate. I'm gonna go back to something you said because it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just it's in my head right at the moment. Sure. So why did you leave Reason to go to Logic? Why did I leave Reason, Reason. to go to Logic? Yeah. So Reason was never my official dog. It's kind of what I started on through my buddy stuff. Um, I just started doing research, and I wanted a happy medium. Mm -hmm. I knew. For those of you guys who are Team FL gang, uh, I knew that FL for me was beat making. Mm. Um, reason I felt like was very predominantly beat making. Mm. Um, but I wanted to be an all around producer. Um, Shout out to the motorcycle guy. I, I love him. <laughs> this is the time he goes to work, I think. But yeah, shout out to the motorcycle guy. Sounds good. Um, so yeah, I felt like with those dogs and maybe you guys can help prove me wrong and show me the light or whatever, but I knew I wanted to be a well-rounded producer, mm -hmm. um, not just somebody who made beats. I wanted to be a, a guy who could be in a room and influence the creative direction of a track, um, of a whole song. And I found that for me, Logic was a good medium mm -hmm. for that because um, there was some workflow things that I thought helped me be proficient at creating beats, but also from the production tracking side, I knew that I would be able to do Mm. what I wanted to do in my mind to okay. track vocals and, and artists and things like that as yeah. well. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I would say as a person who uses Reason, right? I don't know. Go Re Reason has stepped up his game, though. They they actually they have. have. There's a like, lot of things that are still... Because I pick at them. I pick at it. Go ahead. Like, okay, where's this? Where's that at? How come we still don't have MP3 export right. when every other dog has, mm -hmm. has it? I mean, what's... Let them know. Ask Come them. on, Reason, Stu yeah, Reason yeah, okay. Studios, right? <laughs> That's right. Where's MP3 export? Exactly. I still don't got that. But I will say, um, coming from A3C, I did hear a lot of buzz about Reason and all the stuff they've been, mm -hmm. been doing. So it does it does pique your curiosity. You, know, you always want to yeah. be here to the streets with what's going on in different dolls and things but like that. But Logic is dope. 
Like so, so I went from I started on Ableton, mm-hmm. and then I went from Ableton to Reason, Reason to Logic. You so you used Logic for several years. Then went back from back to Reason, and then to Machine. Okay. Yeah, you could show me some stuff on Machine. I have and, and then I bought FL, and I used that for like a week. A week. I feel it. And I've never used it ever since then. Fair enough. Yeah, I respect that. So in your conversation, you were talking about sacrificing time, sacrificing money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so talk about some of your own personal sacrifices that you've had to make um, in your journey with, with just being in this music industry. Uh, sacrifices, I think, start with how recently I've been down here. Um, you leave a lot of family behind. Mm-hmm. You leave a lot of memories behind. Um, sometimes leaving your hometown is like the best feeling and the worst feeling at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um it's tough to say goodbye, and a lot of your family thinks you're crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, they won't... I have a huge support system, though, so I, I won't say I've, I've heard it from my family, but, you know, you do hear, like, you can almost feel it sometimes. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm not a thousand percent on this, you coming out here and pursuing this stuff, but nothing can penetrate. Like, when you believe in yourself, you know, a hundred percent, there's nothing that's going to deter you from it. You know, there's when you're really betting on yourself, no matter what anyone says around you. Um, and this comes with a sense of humility as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be honest with yourself. But when you know that you have uh, a skill set or something that can really push you forward, nothing's going to stop you from that. Right. Um, but I'll say leaving home, huge sacrifice. Um, being down here has been a tremendous sacrifice with my wife just celebrated uh, two-year wedding anniversary hey congratulations Um, i have to give the biggest shout out to my wife she is everything hugest the the hugest biggest support system she Um, made a huge support system yeah you make up words because there's no words that'll describe how much she actually Mm. just gives up to allow me to be out in the city at any given hours of the night um being in different studios uh she's just yeah it's been it's been wild um, so I would say I sacrifice a lot of time being away from home, uh, and her understanding is it it never ceases to amaze mm-hmm. me just how how much she just invests her her energy just mm-hmm. to allow me to be out there and, and making a better life for us. So I cannot wait to you know <laughs> when, when things yes. really start falling in place and that traction really starts going the way I know it's about to. Um, I can't wait to be like, look, mm-hmm. you don't have to work if you don't want to. Like, yeah, um, buy you yeah. the whole world. Um, and can't wait to just give it all back to her for everything she's already given me. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah shout out to the supportive wives. Man, they don't out get enough credit. Because uh, that's true, they don't get enough credit. Yeah. Because while we're out here in studios, I mean, they're sacrificing time with us also, right? Yeah. There are things that they're going through and dealing with because we're physically not present mm-hmm. at that time. So, you know. Holding the whole house together. Holding, so. holding everything down, <laughs> like right. holding it down. And I, I was telling somebody previously, kind of my whole situation with creating, we create music was the fact that, man, my wife has been super supportive through this mm-hmm. whole whole process. But I do remember in the beginning, I wanted to, you know, buy all this equipment and do all this stuff. And I, at first I was gonna do it in my studio my regular music studio, but it was not enough room to do what I was going to do there. And so we had the spare bedroom right here. Mm-hmm. And I said, um, yeah, I just want to use the spare bedroom to kind of do, you know, the TV thing. How'd that talk go? She was like, uh, she was like, I don't, I don't know about that. I'm like, well, why? Like, she said, and it made perfect sense. This is our home. It is our sanctuary. 
this you're going to have all types of people coming in and out mm-hmm. during interviews yep. you know and this is this is kind of us this is where our our thing happens here absolutely and um you know it's our sanctuary but she thought about it and i'm so oh man i'm so glad she did tell her personally thank you she, oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah. my wife knows yeah. like like super great all all day thank you and um yeah so just by her saying yes Let's, you know, go ahead and do it. I support you. Mm-hmm. We were able to create an amazing show. Yeah. Because of her ability to support the vision. Yeah. No, I, I relate with that 100%. I know when we were moving down here and looking at places to live, it, it came down to that because I knew mm-hmm. I was going to have people over attracting sessions. Um, the whole, you know, we it's just us right now. You know, we could have got easily a one-bedroom apartment, been able mm-hmm. to save a lot of bread. Mm-hmm. But I was like, no, we need... An extra room because that's where the studio is going. <laughs> right. Um, it has to be set up a certain way because I, you know, for me, I was like, I don't, I know it's just you. I don't want people all over the house, you know, to get into the studio mm-hmm. type thing. So there was a lot that came into that. But and then you just look at the different price, the price point on that. You're like, man, we could have to be renting an apartment down here for one bedroom could have saved easily a few hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. But again, her believing in the dream, believing in the vision, uh, now have a creative space even in my own home that has proven fruitful, more than fruitful. Yeah. So it's crazy. It's great. It's yeah, great, it's right? Crazy. I know. <laughs> yeah. People don't think about that. That's true. No, nah, mm-hmm. people don't think about it. But when you have a support, and I think that's what people need. And if you're currently out there right now and you're kind of battling with the support structure, uh, you know, find if, and if you're not married, find people who support your vision, support what you do so that you can have those things to rely upon. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you face, uh, you know, tough times, you can still have that support system to kind of push you through and help push your vision through as well. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's criti- criti- critically, if I can actually say the word right, critically <laughs> important uh, for us music creators. Because we're, you're right, I mean, we're spending hours on our craft, hours away from our kids, hours away from our spouses, hours away obscure from... Obscure hours, too. Obscure hours, too. Like Normal nine to five hours. Yeah, no, it's like three o'clock in the morning. That happens. Yeah, you know, you're, happens. At a, you're at the studio and, and you're getting texts on your phone and like, do 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 and you're like... Hey, I'll be home in a little bit. I'm still in the session. Think wrapping up, I think. Right, right. And five o'clock, you get home. <laughs> That's right. And so, being able to have that that support system is is beneficial. Yes. That's right. So, in this whole coming to Atlanta, uh, you mentioned that it has been a a welcoming city. Yes. That you felt like the people you've connected with in a short time has have been your they're your brothers, right? Yeah. Oh man. So, talk kind of about the. The differences, and not to pick on Virginia, but the differences between the music culture in Virginia and the music culture here in in Atlanta. Um, so I will say, if you're not, I can't speak on necessarily. I feel like the people I've been or have bonded with the most mm-hmm. have been people here for the same vision, but not maybe necessarily from Atlanta per mm-hmm. se. Um, I feel like you'll find a lot of people that are in that boat. Right. Um, the big thing is the like mindedness mm-hmm. of the vision. You know, when you're, when you leave your home, your, your hometown's great because that's where you build your roots. Like, that's where you mm-hmm. build your sound. That's where you figure yourself out, find out who you are as a producer or creative right. or anything like that. Um, but sometimes the visions in those cities, you're, you're basing it off of, and this is if you're not in another, maybe a major music hub. Mm-hmm. And this is, again, only speaking from my experience. So right. everybody else's experience could be different. Um, you know, but I can imagine if you were in like, say LA or New York or even like Miami, you know, mm-hmm. so there are other like really big music hubs, uh, where there's a lot of influence there. 
you know, you'd probably get a similar similar cultures because you have people transplanting from everywhere, but mm-hmm. we're all zeroed in on on a, a common goal. You know what I mean? And when you get people around you who have that same like mindedness, mm-hmm. I think that's what contributes to um, that deep relationship. You know, we talk mm-hmm. about like being in the studio. When you're in a studio, that is that's your sanctuary. Like that's like where mm-hmm. all your vulnerability comes out. Like where you're laying down, trying to lay down your hardest drums or trying to mm-hmm. lay down your dopest melodies or be as creative as possible. You're right. Um, so when you have that and you have people in that room that are pushing for the same thing, mm-hmm. you guys know that you're in the same struggle together. And I think with anything, any life experience, even outside of music, that naturally just brings people together. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's why Atlanta, for me, has been so welcoming because I came down here and it's just been... Now that we're here, let's get to work, you know, and it's, and I think too, part of it is when you, when you're looking for something and you have a drive, like you're always going to find what you're looking for. Mm. You know, if you want negativity, you're going to find negativity. Mm -hmm. If you want positivity, you're going to find that. And I've always been one to just, uh, give off great vibes Mm -hmm. and I'll, you know, want to inspire the people. And I feel like I've been blessed with having people, uh, positive people Mm -hmm. in my circle and when I find those people, I try and keep them as close as possible. Oh, yeah. Because you don't always find people that you feel like you can trust and that you can, um, are going to help you move your sound forward mm-hmm. um, unselfishly. And so when you find that, like, keep that close to you. And it goes back to just having that support system, even. You know, mm-hmm. it's very, my circle is very important to me. I like to keep it very small, um, if you will. And, uh, yeah, I think that's that's really what I think separates Atlanta, though, from a lot of other places is we're all down here for the same vision. Mm-hmm. And when you find people who are unselfishly pursuing the same thing and understand that there's so much food, like everybody mm-hmm. can eat, like you don't have to have like what I'm doing, you can't do because it's not your destiny. It's not right. your lane. And I think when you when you realize that there's no need to be selfish, like mm-hmm. we really all can't eat like. There's so there's for real so much to go around, mm-hmm. and I think when that clicks for people, that's what opens a lot of doors. Yeah, yeah, I've said it several times on the show before <laughs> is that there's a huge difference between having an abundance mindset and a scarcity mindset, mm-hmm. right? So the scarcity mindset is just exactly what you talked about when people's like when they're like, oh, there's not enough out here, and if I allow you to get, then I can't get. And then if you get the placement, I can't get the placement. If you get the connection, I can't no. get the connection. Yeah. But what I found here in Atlanta is the complete opposite. It's an abundance mentality. It's right. like, yeah, we're all in this, in this together. We're all going to eat together. You may not do what I do, but I'm going to ensure that you that opportunities are open and available. Yeah. You know, they're not closed off to having people, you know, come into circles. You know, I, I found it very easy to get into circles. Because where I came from, moving from, I'm not going to St. Louis, but this is just the truth. Coming from St. Louis, where I spent the last 10 years, and moving to Atlanta, and St. Louis is a completely different ball game. Mm-hmm. When you, if you try to break into a circle, it, wow, okay. it is air tight. It's like, wait, did we grow up together? St. Louis has this thing. What high school did you go to? And base everything off. Of and they base everything off of the high school that you went to. Jeez. Seriously, from a... a class social status from who your friends are from what groups you're in from certain areas of the city that people go to or don't go to it is all based upon what high school you went to 
Not college, like not in college you went to. Yeah, forget your higher education. But what high school did you go to? Like we're gonna go back to high school. And that's exactly how they and been spending the past 10 years in that city and then moving to Atlanta, I see there's a huge difference in the way that Atlanta's mentality is versus the St. Louis mentality. Mm-hmm. Right. I think they're just now starting to kind of see what other cities have been doing and kind of opening up. But you know, it is still a tough crowd to break into but that's why i love atlanta mm-hmm. because you have i mean just think about how easily we connected yeah. you know i met you at i think that was the first time i met you was at aj's AJ studio yeah now we're sitting here today yep right that's how you manifest things that's, existence. that's right and so i'm sure the relationship is just going to grow Absolutely. even further from from that but without being able to kind of just get into those circles I think people leave themselves at a disadvantage because they never know who they're going to connect with. In the you future. never, you really never know. Like, that's what I'm saying. If I would have never been at certain events, having heard AJ's, you know, mm-hmm. name dropped, you know, in a, in, a, in a positive light, you don't seek that individual out, right? But sure. if he doesn't open himself out, you don't make relationships with other people mm-hmm. and this doesn't happen, you mm-hmm. know? So it's, the industry is small. Um, when you Super really, small. really think about Super it. Super small. And it, it's wild, like, how you really... It pays to not be a jerk. And it pays and it pays to... You got uh, that right. Uh, just to, like you said, to, to be open-minded and mm-hmm. be in a somewhat accepting of, of the creative direction that people are headed. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, because... So you mentioned anatomy. So I had anatomy on the show. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't realize... In our, because I first met Anatomy at Patchworks mm-hmm. during the Native Instruments session at eight for A three C. Okay. And so that's why I first, I think that's why I first met him. Cool. I talked to him about coming on the show. He came onto the show. But at, but what it really was is what happened after the mm-hmm. show, when we really knew that the music industry was super small, mm-hmm. is because we were talking about branding and building websites and the things that he's going to do in the future. And I was like, cool, let me show you the websites that I built so you can kind of give you some idea. And I pulled up my old website. Mm. And so I used to go by the name Strict Nine. Okay. And I pulled it up and he was like, wait a minute, you're Strict Nine? <laughs> I was like, yeah. He was like, you know Nab? I was like, yeah. I said, Nab's my best friend. He was like, you're like, Nab's my best friend. <laughs> he was like, I know Nab. And, I'm, and then we just started rattling off everybody. But our connections go back 10 years. Mm. Had no clue. He knows the exact same people that I know. And you never know how people's paths are gonna cross. It's wild. It's so crazy. It's it is so crazy. But it just goes back to saying, making sure you're humble, making sure that you're speaking uh, and making the right types of connections. You're not being a jerk to, yeah, to just, other people. To you other just people. never know. That's right. I, I, that's been my philosophy since day one. And mm-hmm. It's it's never steered me wrong. <laughs> Man, so I want to talk about your music. Let's do it. Let's yes. Do it. Because I heard some stuff the other day and I'm oh, still man. I'm waiting to hear that. Y'all can't hear it yet, right? You can't oh, because it yeah. You just can't. But I'm I'm gonna hear it though because woo! Let's talk about your music. Let's get into it. Yes, really. sir. So let's talk music. about how do you get inspired? What what really motivates you to create the type of music that you do? Um probably like a lot of other people. Um you know, whatever is going on in your life at that time, mm-hmm. you know, it drives, I think for me, creatively, um, the headspace that I'm in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're going through something difficult, you're probably going to make something in a minor key, probably going to make mm-hmm. something just very reflective. Um, if you're positive, a lot of things are going really well. 
Uh, for me, I kind of dabble the line between like a hip hop and more pop sound. Okay. Um, so for me, if I'm, you know, things are going really well, I find myself creating a lot more upbeat, more poppy sounding records. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I think that's, that's where my, my inspiration comes from. I feel like I'm at a lack of inspiration then biggest thing I think producers don't do enough or creators don't do enough is go outside like go like breathe like fresh air outside yeah like go outside and I'm sure a lot of y'all know exactly the feeling when you sit in a session um, and you're so like zeroed in on mm -hmm. something it's almost like those first few like human interactions are kind of awkward like mm. you just go to the gas station you're like I don't even know how to talk to the cashier right now like I'm still like <laughs> I'm still myself back at the studio right. like away from society um, so I would say like go outside like just get back in touch with like reality mm. and usually that's that's what does it for me um, I don't know whatever works for you guys but that might be a gem go yeah. outside go get go some outside. air get some air <laughs> literally it um, I ask that for people how do well, what keeps you inspired and it's never oh I'm being, being in a studio for 10 hours is what keeps me inspired no they're always mm -hmm. like it's going outside it's getting in nature it's talking to people it's yep. doing things that I like to do playing mm -hmm. sports doing whatever yeah. but it's never really about what happens in the studio yeah get get some family time we got a i got a husky got a lot of energy mm -hmm. so you know take them out run going hiking uh, just stuff that just kind of frees your mind gets your mind back opened up mm -hmm. you know that, that thing that's a big thing you feel like you're lacking an inspiration it's because your mind is focused in a good it's not necessarily a bad thing but you're, mm -hmm. you're almost just kind of closing your mind to like what you have working on or what like direction you're going to you right. almost want to reopen that back up that's what's up man yeah yeah so Talk about um, any artists you've worked with or things that may be coming up in the future that so people need to know about. This goes back to just the whole the whole circle. Um, my big thing, too, is collaboration. So I love meeting artists. I love meeting mm -hmm. um, just creatives. Like it's, it's, that's probably another thing that just inspires you. You meet somebody else and you know you think you have a direction on a beat or, mm -hmm. or something and you're like, just, just write to this. Let me see where it goes. Mm -hmm. um, and what they come up with is 10 times better than you ever thought mm. the song could even reach to. Collaboration, I think, is very important. Um, that's been one of the things I've been on the hunt for since I've been out here as well. It's just finding artists that I believe in right. in terms of their sound. Um, again, their belief systems, their morals kind of fall in line with me. Been grateful to find a few along the way. Um, putting together uh, a little small EP I kind of want to. Okay. Uh, not giving myself too big of a deadline, but I know it'll be the turn of the new year, looking into like January, March time frame. Uh, I'm sitting on three, three records, mostly completed right now. Okay. Um, Want to have a little listening party with some people and just kind of get some honest feedback mm -hmm. and go back and tweak some things. But that's we got three under the belt right now. Um, that sound is going to be more of a reflective pop, um, maybe like some weekend. Um, meets, ah, okay. Um, I don't even know what other Ariana Grande something somewhere along those lines. I All think right, that should sound um, um yeah, so, it sound dope. Yeah, I think it'll I think it'll sound really great. Really is it good. is it going to be you performing on it? Uh, a lot of my production. Um, no, I mean, are you going to be of, are you going to be dropping melodies on it? You yourself no, I, rapping or singing on it? No melodies, no rapping, no singing. <laughs> I leave that to my artist, my studio. You might hear guitar lick or two on there. Uh, that's that's my first love is guitar. Um, but yeah, so that'll be a lot of, a lot of collaborative effort. Mm -hmm. So kind of, I like to say I'm kind of DJ Khaled in the project, you know, I'm going to be sitting there, That's right. got my sprinkles on it all, but Mars is doing a lot of heavy lifting, which okay. I respect the artist more than anything. So, um, as far as other things going on with music, I don't know. Um, 
always just looking to collab. Uh, I love it. So if you're in Atlanta, I, I know I'm going to collab. You know what I'm saying? It's so, important. Because when I heard him playing that guitar riff the other day on Instagram, <laughs> I was like, ooh. Yeah, that was, yes. that was wild. Um, yeah. But you see a lot of that stuff out here, too. I think mm -hmm. that, that goes back and that kind of feeds into the culture in Atlanta. Like, it's not uncommon to be like, yo, I met you yesterday. Let's come cook up. Let's yes. see where we go with something. And See, so that's what that's I'm talking amazing. about. Amazing. Is in in other cities I've been to, it doesn't happen that way. Mm -mm. It's like okay, we meet cool. You you make music, I make music. Let okay, me, let's go make music. Yeah. Another city is like you make music, I make music. Let me prove to you that my beats are harder than your beats. I'm like, I'm yes. Not about that. Like, like why? Yeah. It's not a competition. Yeah. yeah. People, but then that goes back to what I just said about abundance mentality versus scarcity mentality. Because if right. I see you always as my competition, I always gotta outshine you. Mm -hmm. I'm coming from a a, pers a perspective of lack already yeah scarcity already but if i see it's like oh man he's dope okay i'm dope but how can we even get together and make something doper crazy i don't right? know dope like, is a word but that's gonna be yeah but that's doper that's right how can we do that yeah i think that's that's my everything like that's that's it that's, yeah see yeah. that's why i love atlanta because <laughs> it is so easy to do that you know you find people with talent like when i got here literally when i got here uh, you, so you met Delisha. Mm -hmm. You were oh, sitting right I, next to her, right? I actually was just in the studio with her this week. That's what's um, up. Did a collab lab with iStandard. She was actually mm -hmm. one of my partners in our, in our little circle. Um, we'll get into that, actually, because that's yeah, actually yeah. cool, like how the sessions. That's what, so yeah. we'll talk about that right after. So yeah. when I first got here, we did a song together. Mm -hmm. Like literally, I mean, I've known her a couple years before that. But when I moved here, we sat down. I sent her to beat. She sent it back. We did a mix mask, but we put it up. Mm-hmm. They happen that fast. Yeah. Most places don't happen that fast. No. No. There's no she's, but she's dope, too. So if you haven't checked out the, the interview with Delisha, make sure you check it out, too. Yeah, she's, yeah. A, she's a fantastic person. Mm -hmm. um, it's funny how we connected. I had seen her in, like, small circles here and there. Mm -hmm. um, but the first time we actually had an opportunity to work on music was, uh, you know, I Sander does these, uh, like, collab labs where they bring a bunch yep. of producers and artists. And we all just get in a room and we cook up for, like, hours on end. Yep. And it's the... It's a lot of fun, a lot of fun, and you're really pushing your limits, which I love because I've never left one where I didn't feel like I didn't grow. Mm. And uh, I was actually very fortunate to have her be in my little group the last time, uh, the last one that just passed. And uh, the energy was wild. Like, we, we really cranked out, I think, three records. Mm. We were the last ones to record. So going back to the whole support system, three in the mm. morning type deal, that session didn't end. Um, but we were like, yeah, we have to lay this hook down before we leave. Right. <laughs> we got to get these ideas out. And um, it actually allowed itself just through that, um, the opportunity where we were just over her studio um, this past week. It was mm -hmm. actually me, Smart Boy, and her cooking up some it. other stuff. So it again, it goes back to those yeah. small relationships. It's, it's, I love how that circle works. Mm -hmm. um, same thing with that. You know, that collab lab lent itself to where you saw me on live the other day playing mm -hmm. guitar. We were actually at one of the other producers that were in my group during that collab lab. It's his studio that we went to. Right after that so again you never know the industry mm -hmm. is small so you know the the it pays to like again not be a jerk give yourself yes um because you don't know where those opportunities will lead and it's just wild that both of those sessions happen to be in the same week and mm -hmm. stem from a similar session That's like right. a few weeks back and yeah it's, it's pretty cool yeah see, think about that. yeah see that that's <laughs> that's the that's the awesome the awesome part that i love is when you meet people you instantly make a connection and then it leads to to work with with one another. Okay, so let's talk about the I standard at A3C. 
right. that you just did. Yeah. So talk a little bit about how that took place and what was that experience like? Man, I first off, huge shout out to those guys. I, I love them so much. Um, I feel like a lot of a lot of my short-term success down here has mm -hmm. been, um, they've been a catalyst for a lot of that. Um, it's wild because having come down here, I think we talked about getting in touch with uh, Sizz, mm -hmm. getting me plugged in relatively quickly and kind of mm -hmm. springboarded my uh, connections, if you will. And it's crazy because through just the collab labs and meeting up with them, um, and just being around, you know, always, always being thirsty for that next opportunity. Mm. Um, it really lent itself to, you want to talk about like opening up doors. So uh, it's funny, about a week before A3C, I was mm. still on the fence. I was like, I might go. Um, if not, I'm probably not going to pass, but I know I'll be around because the whole city is going to be lit up during right. that week. You yep. know, every studio, every venue has got a show mm -hmm. or something. So like, even if I don't go, I know there's going to be plenty of opportunity. And uh, I just so happened to like check my email one night and uh, it was actually Sunday night. And he was like, hey, I uh, just wanted to let you know. This is Hatch. He was just like, hey, wanted to go ahead and invite you out. Uh, thank you for showing a lot of love to High Standard this past year. Um, uh, you know, I want to invite you to be one of the speakers at one of our events that's going mm -hmm. on. And, like, it was one of those things where, like, you got to read it again. You're it was like, like, man, this ain't taking, real. Yeah, you're, like, taking check yeah, it out. one of them. It's yeah. one of those emails like, well, I, well, you get a million dollars and I am the, you're now the heir to, so you got to like read yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So I was like, what? And I, so I hit him up. Of course, I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm, I'm always like, all right, so what, Hatch, what's going on? He's like, oh yeah, bro, like you, you coming out, like we're going to be a speaker. You don't, don't worry about nothing. I'm going to tell you where to get your pass and everything like that. And I was like, this is well, like I've never been A3C in my life. Wow. And uh, to be invited to be a speaker at an A3C event. It was that was like one of the most humbling things I think just to to be around so many creative people and to mm. know that you're kind of like on the other side like mm -hmm. as a as a speaker you kind of right. get to see a different perspective uh, but it's just it was such a huge blessing like, I don't mm. even know like I'm still look back and I'm like it's so crazy to me like I I feel like I have so much more to learn and like to take in from a lot of other people but the again it just created a springboard for just other opportunity mm -hmm. and the artists that I was able to meet from the, uh, the panel that I was doing, it was kind of like a speed mm -hmm. listening. So we would, basically our artists would come in and we would hear a lot of their music, just provide them like feedback, uh, maybe use it as an opportunity to, to collaborate on other music. Nice. Um, it's crazy because even that night, like so from being invited to be a speaker at that event, it springboard to an opportunity we ended up at 12 Studios the mm -hmm. Sunday um, of A3C. And it was wild because it turned into, I was supposed to be at, 12 you know just playing some music for mm -hmm. people um there's an artist there that i had really uh, vibed with during the speed listening sessions and i'm talking the producers that were in this room were guys that like i look up to mm -hmm. you know you had double a you had smart boy in there mm -hmm. you had sis in there you had um i don't want to leave anybody out trap jesus you had mm -hmm. Trap. Like, you know what yeah. okay wait all these guys <laughs> Shout out to Trap Jesus, Trap Jesus yeah. a.k.a. Luke Rain, straight yeah. from Seattle. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's my guy right there. But so, yes. The reaction alone lets you know the caliber of talent that was yes. in right? Yep. So, I'm like, we're all just spinning out. Um, actually, Lo-Fi was in there, too. Um, oh, nice. We were just spinning out beats for, for her to, like, pick. Mm -hmm. And at the end of all of it, like, I was ready to, I had already promised Double A and, um, I think H&M a ride. We were actually going to AJ's because he was doing a Sound Essentials class. And right. I was like, yeah, bet. Like, we, we can go over there. I'll give you a ride. No problem. Like, we'll go to that side of town right after this. And uh, she was like, no, I think I'm going to hop on your track. And I was like, 
well, that changes everything. It's like, now I got to stay here and produce a record. That's I was right. like, sorry, guys. Like, I don't mean to be lame, but, you know, it just, going back to the whole thing, it's just, mm. it's cool to see how, like, having been invited to A3C, again, it leads to, um, you know, being a speaker at A3C leads to mm -hmm. meeting artists, and leads to being in the studio session, leads to, mm -hmm. you know, somebody being on, the, that you admire their sound, too, um, and being in a room full of other producers. And now you have a record that you're, you're producing right. it. It's crazy. Like it's, it's, it's crazy. so crazy. One thing yeah. leads, one interaction leads to other interactions. Yeah. And depending on how you engage yourself in, in that interaction, leads to other doors, mm -hmm. other doors opening. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be surprised how many people crazy. I interviewed on this show, that every time I talk to them, it's man. When I got here, I got plugged into iStandard, mm -hmm. or I met Sizz. You know. So when when Sizz goes in here, I'm like Sizz. You know how many people talk about. You? Yeah, I'm gonna show them like a like I'm gonna do like a little a montage of, of just I standard and Sizz and Hatch type stuff because I mean but shout out to I standard because that's how I even got involved and that's mm -hmm. how kind of I know a whole bunch of people because when I was in St Louis I took second place in the I standard showcase okay. there yeah which of course got me a, a entry to uh, Beast of the Beats which I actually never went to right. I never really it, it was one of those things like man I'm not. I'm gonna go get destroyed. Yeah, but I could have used it as a learning experience. Learned. But yeah. I'm like, man, I'm gonna go get destroyed because I, I don't heard, I don't heard sick with it at his stuff. I heard Brown Royal. I don't heard uh, so many people. I'm like uh, Black Bells and oh Fuego. Oh, I'm, like, I'm like, man, I'm not going to no Beast of the Beats. But anyway, but it's, but with that, I Standard has opened up a lot of doors mm -hmm. for people to get connected. And yeah. to uh, really network and build relationships with 100%. with other people. 100%. So, so shout out y'all for doing that for your platform, for your engagement in the community, the single songwriter engineers community. Yes. Um, shout so shout out to Hatch, shout out to um, Sizz and um, Don. We appreciate y'all. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So talk about uh, what advice you would give someone coming into this music industry. What are some things that they need to be really mindful of? Uh, advice. Hmm. There's so much advice to give. I feel like allowing yourself to mess up, mm -hmm. I guess, and, and not looking at it as it's growth, you know, you're not messing up. Like everything you do is, is growth. And I think falling in love with learning, falling in love with just being creative and always pushing yourself, mm -hmm. um, never feeling like you're at a point where you made it. Like if you feel like you made it, like that's complacency. Mm. Um, that's really what it is. Yeah. So as long as you're always pushing yourself, um, it sounds very generic, but I think no, that, I mean that's that's, that's true. That's very because it's like you know what I made it. I don't really have to try that hard anymore mm -hmm. because somebody said my beat was dope. Like yeah, you know, my like, beat was dope. Cool. So cool. like you made one one now, replicate that like a thousand more times. You mm -hmm. know, and keep going. Um, other advice would be don't be afraid to bet on yourself. Mm -hmm. um, I think if you really want to be successful, understanding that. It's going to take a lot of time. It's going to take mm -hmm. a lot of sacrifice um, from your family. It takes a lot of betting on yourself financially. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you start getting in rooms and there's only so far you can go, I feel like. And not saying you're going to spend, you know, all your life savings on, one, on anything, but I think there is a level of realizing, okay, if I want to progress to a certain degree, I need to invest in things like a Sound Essentials class. I need to invest right. in studio time i need to invest in 
interviews and even mm-hmm. invest in, in, in marketing. Like mm-hmm. all these little pockets, they if you want them done properly and you want your brand to really shine well, mm. it, it does take that investment. And I think you only invest in yourself if you believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody spends money on things they don't believe in. That's right. You know, don't um, think will will benefit them. So I think that's 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 the advice. Yeah. Be ready to spend some money, but also don't be a jerk. And <laughs> um, don't be a jerk. Yeah, and just fall in love with learning. Like mm. never stop learning. Yeah. Um, never stop learning. I mean, I mean learn. And I'm sure you'll probably agree with this too, but just for me, there's always two sides to that. Mm-hmm. There's always learning about your craft and ensuring that you are a student of the craft, but also the learning of things like the music business the itself. Business is so important. Right? It's oh so, gosh. it's critically important. Like you can spend all day and be the dopest beat maker, producer, singer, songwriter, artist, engineer, whatever. But if you don't know anything about the music industry, oh man. You can't take it anywhere. You can't. Right, because they are going to, they're going to eat you alive. Yeah, eat you yeah. alive and take you for all your your worth. That's true, because there's people you will have never heard of who are making a very comfortable living. That's right, doing this. And right. there's people that you know have their greatest hits albums and have nothing to give their families. So mm-hmm. it goes yeah, back to right. that. Um, and then lastly, too, the the circle that goes back mm-hmm. to the the people you keep around you, your your team, if you will, and. That may be your manager and your, you know, business manager, all that stuff. But I think your your circle that's going to help keep you grounded during times where you feel like you're at a lack of inspiration. Um, you know, music is so like you have the highest highs and the lowest lows. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of times you're like you know just coasting. Um, but you need people who are going to just feed your spirit during both of those times. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think for me, that's what's kept my drive and has helped me time and time again it's just the people that i know i can reach out to when i feel like things aren't going the way i expect them to and i just really trust their their mm-hmm. insight on things because you're gonna be in so many situations and even since i've been in atlanta where you're you don't know how to navigate some waters but you again you want to make sure you navigate them tactfully mm-hmm. and you want to make sure you again are coming out the other end doing clean business mm-hmm. and that's very important to me so having people that you can really just trust their insight mm-hmm. and then also keep you humble. Mm-hmm. Um, like, hey, buddy, like, yes. you're not there yet. Like, you haven't, don't worry but about But you that. have you to be willing that. to be able to take that, though. Yeah. I guess, know, yeah. I guess you, I mean, you mentioned in the beginning being vulnerable. You have to be able to take that because artists, rappers, singers, whatever, whatever title they have within this industry have to be at a point where they can take that feedback from someone else to help mm-hmm. them improve. And a lot of times people don't because it's like sometimes it can be ego crushing. Like, oh yeah, man, cool. I thought I'm dope, but yeah. you just said uh, I need more work. You don't like my drums, my melodies suck. Like the structure of the song is not the way it really needs. To. Like, oh mm-hmm. man, but we have to take it with a grain of salt and say, you know, what am I going to take from whatever he or she is telling mm-hmm. me to get to get better? Absolutely. And I think that's what if people have the right intent to help people get better then you can take it more. It's, it's more palatable. Yeah, I think you understand right. that. Yeah, you understand it's coming from a place of love and to make you better. I mean, there's been plenty sure. of times where someone's like, the, the drums don't knock. And then you're like, okay, I appreciate your opinion, but I'm about to keep these drums on this. Yeah, I'm about, <laughs> to, keep, I'm about to keep these drums. You know? But that's I right. think it, it does come from understanding, okay, maybe it's not the drums that don't knock. It's all the other crap that's in the way that mm-hmm. you're, you're indirectly telling me my mix sucks. Like, you're not telling me the drums don't knock. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
so yeah, understanding that it's coming from a place of love. It's not coming from a place of that's right. I'm trying to break you down. That's so, right. That's right. Yeah. Man, that's what's up. So where can people find you? Uh, Lenny Luxo on everything. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, L-E-N-I-L-U-X-O. So Lenny Luxo. Lenny Luxo. I'm telling you. Yeah, Luxo about to Y'all have to find out here soon. Because <laughs> if you don't know Lenny Luxo, you will soon. Like I said, we just did the uh, the Sound Essentials with, with AJ. And I kid you not, I left there as a producer. Mm. Going, what's up? Jeez. Dang. <laughs> like, wow. Because I heard some stuff that night that made me reassess if that's what I really should be doing. Mm-hmm. And I came, it was so funny. I came home and I was like, yo, everybody in that place was dope. Did you hear the stuff they was playing? Yeah. And I'm talking to my son because, you know, he, he was there with him. I'm talking yeah, to him. And I'm like, gonna shout out to the guys behind the camera. Shout out to the camera guys. Yeah. They're awesome. They get zero love. They get zero y'all love. Well, they love. get all the love. They get a lot of love. But <laughs> but but y'all don't get to see them. But they That's do an true. amazing job to ensure that this is filmed the right, the right way and the audio quality is the right way. So I love y'all. Shout out to to y'all. But I keep, but I was talking to my son and I came home and I was like, man, them beats was dope. Mm. Like, did you hear like wow? I was like, I make good music. He was like, Yeah, do. I'm like, but it ain't like that. He was like, <laughs> Yeah, you're right. It ain't at that level that you just heard tonight. I was like, oh, man. But I took that to go, you know what? You're right. It's not at that level. Mm. What can I do to get at that level? Because what I heard from you and Delisha and Smart Boy and Jube and mm. um, I was like, I literally came home. I was like, man, I suck. I texted Smitty Boy. <laughs> I was like, Smitty, I suck. He was like, he sent me a text. He was like, why you say that? I'm like, because I just heard... All these people play some amazing stuff at AJ Spot, and they killed it hands down. So my whole point in saying all of that is, if you don't know Lenny Luxo, trust me, you you will. Mm, thank you. Man. You will. He's only been here what five five, five months, months yeah. going on six months. Wait until a whole year passes. It's gonna be wild to look back. It's gonna be. I can't wild. wait to see this interview. In wild. six months. Yeah, that'd be wild. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, thank you so much for having me, man. Yeah, I, man. It's been a complete, complete honor. My, my I appreciate you being so. here. I really appreciate you being here. Absolutely. So, once again, Lenny Luxo on everything. Make sure you you check him out, man. It's sure. been a, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Yes, sir. It's been a pleasure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for tuning into We Create Music. You can always catch us every Saturday at 10 a.m. at wecreatemusic.tv. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, y'all have a great day.